Want a fresh take on what's going on with the Saints, LSU, the betting world, and the NFL? Then you've picked the right place. Jim Derry has plenty of datitude, and he's ready to tell you the way it is. Well, the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all of my friends across the country who are trying to figure out whether they're going to buy a Christmas tree or feed their family this week. The prices of Christmas trees are not low. Hello, everybody. I am Jim Derry. Sports betting writer at The Advocate, The Times-Picune, and bet.nola.com. And this is episode number 30. That's right, 30 of these things for a Wednesday. And I had to think about what day it was, and we're going to get into that in just a moment. Wednesday, December the 1st, 2021. I had trouble this morning. I mean, I really did. I mean, I kept thinking today was Tuesday. And I said, I told Rod Walker, and he's going to come on in just a moment. Rod Walker, sports columnist of The Advocate and the Times Picayune, will be on in about 10 or 12 minutes. And then we'll wrap it up with Conductor Dave with our NFL picks competition for absolutely no prizes whatsoever. I always have fun with Conductor Dave. And he's been on the Taysom train, the choo choo Taysom train. And he's finally going to get his chance. We're all on the Taysom train now, aren't we? Squarely on the Taysom train. He's coming up after Rod. And we'll have fun with that. But Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever the hell day it is, I, I, I just can't, I can't. They're all running together now. I don't know if it's because last week was a holiday week. I don't know if it's because the Saints played on Thanksgiving and they play again this Thursday. And I'm all messed up, and i got to go work tomorrow at the Dome, and it feels like maybe it should feel like Saturday since the Saints play tomorrow. I don't know, but I'm messed up. And so the calendar tells me that today is Wednesday. I'm going to go with that. Today is Wednesday. How are you guys today? I'm not kidding about the Christmas tree thing. We went and bought a Christmas tree this weekend. I keep saying I'm going to buy a fake tree, and... Just spend the money to get a really nice fake tree. We did that about six years ago. We used it for about three years, and the kids wanted a real tree, and we went back to a real tree. And the fake tree is still sitting in the attic. My wife wanted to throw it away because I want to get an, another one, a nice one. Well, not that the other one wasn't nice. I'm digressing a lot on this Wednesday. I'm all messed up. I'm, all my, I'm telling you. I can't even speak right. I'm all messed up. It's, it's just weird. We're at a weird point of the schedule for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, must win, right? Five and six, lost four in a row. I haven't even gone. I haven't had the heart to go look up when the last time the Saints lost five games in a row. Normally, by now, when they get to a two or three game losing streak, all right, when's the last time they lost? I tell you this: it's the. Fir- I-, I was surprised at this, and I talk about this with Rod in a little bit, but. It's the first time. How long do you think it's been since the Saints were underdogs in four straight games? <clears throat> You'll be surprised because I know I was. I didn't think it really happened. In, I wasn't sure it happened in the Sean Payton era. So I went back and did research on that because this is the fourth straight game that the Saints are underdogs. 
And it'll be the last. No matter what happens, they'll be favored next week over the Jets. But it wasn't it. I again, I would have said twenty oh five Katrina year. No, I was wrong. Twenty sixteen, they were underdogs in four straight games, and they I think they won three of those outright, which is even more astounding that they were underdogs in four straight games and won three of them. You'd think by the end that the lines makers would have been giving them credit, but no. It just goes to show what kind of tough schedule they had that year. But uh, look, you know, it's Christmas time. The Saints, if they want to get back in this thing, uh, Thanksgiving's over. You have no more room for error, error, error. Uh, No more room for error, right? Got to win. And so it's good to see that Taysom is going to come in because we've told you for weeks that this team can't win with Trevor Simeon. Unless, I mean, maybe if you were at 100% full strength go and he played his best game and they were playing a mediocre to bad team, he could win. I still don't know how they beat Tampa Bay with him in, the, in there for almost three quarters. That still boggles my mind. But it goes back to what I told you. When you don't have to think about it all week, you just go in there and you just go. Oh, I got to play. Oh, God. Okay. I don't, you can't think about anything. You just go play. And then when he got a chance to think about it, well, that's a whole different story. But I'm not going to beat up on Trevor anymore. We all know what I think. And uh, I'm not going to be. If Taysom goes in and win, I'm I'm not going to have Derry's dime on Friday. Is not going to be. Um, I told you so. I, not going to happen. Because if they lose, I don't want to say, oh well, it didn't make a difference. So we'll, we'll see. But I think I have a sneaky suspicion the Saints could play a lot better football on Thursday night, and the Cowboys certainly have their own troubles, right? Mike McCarthy not coaching the game because he's got he's in the COVID protocol along with several other assistants. I think their right tackle's out. We don't know if Myra Cooper's playing yet as I record this on Wednesday morning. He's had COVID issues for two weeks now. And apparently he's he's been sick from what I've been reading. Like, he, he had it pretty bad. Um, no joke, man. I mean, I've if you've listened to the show before, you know that I had it in February. And 10 months later... Um, Hardly any smell at all, and what smell I has have is altered. Nothing smells right, and everything tastes like something. I tried to explain to someone the other day. It's like everything either tastes like nothing, which is not not many things. Most things taste like something, but everything that does have a taste, it all tastes the same, and it's not good. Um. I can tell salty and I can tell sweet. So foods that I wouldn't normally, I, I'm not a, I'm not a add a lot of salt kind of guy, but I have been for the past 10 months. I put salt on everything. It, it, at least I can kind of tell it's salty. <clears throat> it wasn't a fun Thanksgiving. Uh, sweet. If something's supposed to be sweet, hell, add sugar to it. I put more sh- sugar in my coffee than, than I normally would. So I wouldn't wish this on anyone. I mean, it's, it's, 
you know, I've known multiple people who have passed away from, from COVID, so, um, including a, a couple dear friends. So it's, it's, it's rough. And now this new strain, and I'll tell you, I mean, I am not one who believes that vaccines should be mandated. And you yell at my screen all you want. I had some people ask me the other day, but I am certainly in the category of I'm going to get mine. And I think you should go get yours. I don't think anyone should make you go get one. I don't think Big Brother should tell us you have to get a vaccine. Because if you don't believe that you want that in your body, or you think it's going to give you cancer later, or a heart attack, or stroke, or whatever, and you're, that should be your right. But I think you're silly if you don't get it. I know this. I don't want to get this again. Oh, boy. But anyway, I feel for Mike McCarthy, and I feel for the staff going over there, and I feel for Amari Cooper. It's, it's, he's apparently dealing with it. It's tough. I mean, LeBron James, now he's, he's out for 10 days. He's been vaccinated. He says he's been vaccinated, so you have to believe him. Um, and he's out for 10 days in the COVID protocol. Uh, according to people in the Lakers, LeBron's telling them that he's asymptomatic, but you still can't come in there and pass it along to someone else. So, yeah, you can get it with the vaccine. But I know this. Um, if you've had the vaccine, the chances are, the strong chances are, <clears throat> you're not going to get as sick as everybody else. I had some people the other night, are you crazy? You had COVID and you got the vaccine? You have natural immunity. I don't want to get this again. If it helps me, just 5%, just a 5% chance that it helps me from not getting this or prevents me from getting it again or makes it just a little bit lesser than it was last time, go ahead, shoot me up. But, again, you're right. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. Moving on. Look, the big news of the week here in this area, and it's the first thing we're going to get into with Rod in just a few minutes. Brian Kelly. What do you, th what do you think of Brian Kelly, head coach at LSU? Man, you know, I said Monday. The last thing I said, and a few hours later, the rumor started percolating that it was going to be Brian Kelly. So we <clears throat> recorded the show before we knew about it. And I said it was going to be a name that no one was talking about. And I kind of thought that, I mean, I guess I was, I don't know if I was hoping Lincoln Riley would go to LSU or if it just seemed the most logical, but <clears throat> I, I don't, I, I, th I think it's good and bad all at the same time. I'm going to tell you what I think the good is about Brian Kelly. First of all, he's, he's an offensive genius, okay? And I think at this point in time where LSU is, I think they need an offensive genius. Especially if he brings his DC over from Notre Dame, they'll be fine. He's a good game coach, and he's a great recruiter. The winningest coach in the history of Notre Dame football tells you something because obviously there have been plenty of great coaches at Notre Dame who have done wonderful things. So I think that is... Certainly, it's not just the name higher and, and a highlight kind of higher. But I think it's an upgrade. No offense to Coach O. 
He went 51 and 20 in six years, won a national championship. However, I do have a, there is something about this that kind of bothers me. And if you watched ESPN last night, I'm going to kind of repeat what Reese Davis said on Scott Van Pelt's show. And I was thinking the same thing when he said it. I don't think he said it exactly the way that I'm going to put it, but there is one thing that bothers me. If a guy will leave his team, I mean, this is a team that has a chance to go to the playoffs and win a national championship still. They have one loss to a Cincinnati team. If all hell breaks loose Saturday, which is certainly possible, I mean, think about it. If Iowa beats Michigan, certainly possible. If Houston beats Cincinnati, certainly possible. Even if just those two things happen, I think Notre Dame has an excellent chance to get in the playoff. If Oklahoma State loses to Baylor, does Notre Dame get in ahead of Baylor? Maybe. So all sorts of things can happen. I mean, I think the chances of Notre Dame getting in the playoff are probably 15%. Let's say that's the case. You leave your team right now for money? I mean, what else could it be? You think you have a better chance to win a national championship at LSU than Notre Dame? I mean, just about any place in the country, I'd say, yeah, you have a better chance to to win a national championship at LSU. But I'm not so sure that's the case because Notre Dame always seems to get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to getting in the playoff. Even more so than an SEC school. If they can get Notre Dame, we've said this a hundred times in this show through 30 episodes. It's not about who the four best teams are. It's about money. And as long as they stick with this system, if Notre Dame has one loss, assuming it's not to one of the teams that's right up there in the playoff rankings, which in this case, Cincinnati's kind of blocking them. But Cincinnati could easily lose, again. But to leave your team, at this point in time, it says something about you. And I get that LSU probably said, look, if we're going to do this, we're certainly not waiting around until this playoff's over. I get that. And it's not an opportunity you wanted to pass up. And they probably got pressure put on them by Scott Woodward. But Scott Woodward probably made 10 phone calls to big-name coaches, and Brian Kelly said, "Mm, I'm interested. I mean, so when we talk about whether Lincoln Riley was offered, you bet your sweet bippy, the phone call was made, they were in discussions, and Scott Woodward said this is what we'd be willing to offer. Was he the first choice? Who knows? I think Scott Woodward had like eight first choices. And he happened to get Brian Kelly on the hook. Oh, we got one that's interested. But what does it say about you? You coached a team for 12 years. Getting to a college football playoff, unless you're Alabama, is not an easy thing to do. Look at LSU. They go on a roll. They win a national championship. Who knows when they're going to get back? Obviously, this fan base won't accept anything less than at least making the playoff or getting yourself in a run for it. But it just bothers me. And there's a piece of me it bothers me. 
If you're willing to leave your team at this point in time in a season, I mean, I don't want to. I don't know if I'm questioning his loyalty or questioning his character, or I'm questioning something because it's just not right. I'm. Not, I don't think I could do that. Even if I were ready for a change, even if I thought, okay, I'm 60 years old, which is what Brian Kelly is. I've got one more long stint in me, right? Coaches can coach fine until they're 70-ish. And some longer than that, I think 70 is probably the line. I think once you're 70, probably pretty close to the end of the line. 72, 74. I guess 70, you're younger at 70 these days than you were 20 years ago. And I get that a change might be warranted, but I just... I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't leave my team. No matter where I was coaching, no matter who, what job it was. I mean, it's not like Brian Kelly is an LSU alum and this is, was his dream job and it said now or never kind of proposition. You could get a job somewhere else that's just as big. I mean, this coaching carousel isn't ending anytime soon. You want to coach in the SEC? I mean, you say, look, you either wait for me or don't. It's up to you. That's probably what I would have said. If you want me, I'll come, but I'm not leaving my team. There's no loyalty amongst players anymore. There's no loyalty, obviously, amongst coaches. There's no loyalty in sports anywhere. And it's bothersome. I mean, there were days when, I mean, Sean Payton is like, uh, I don't know what you would call him. He's there. There aren't a lot of Sean Paytons in the world. Sean Payton and Bill Belichick, they've stayed with one team now. Sean Payton now for 16 years. Bill Belichick for what? I think we're coming up on 20, aren't we? Somewhere in that ballpark. That doesn't happen anymore. Doesn't happen in the world of coaching. Something's always better. I need a change. I need to do this. Fine, but I mean. I just it. I mean, you tell me whether you're whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, and if he'll do it to Notre Dame, who knows if he'll do it to LSU someday? I mean, because it works both ways. You let Coach O go because fifty-one and twenty in a national championship wasn't good enough, and I'm not saying it was the wrong move. Coach O probably was ready to move on, to be honest. I mean, there's only so much of this that you can take, right? But it works both ways. If a team can say adios to you, well, now the coach can say adios the other way too. And who's to say that Brian Kelly won't do that for three, four years from now? Let's say that LSU gets back to 10-win status. They make a playoff in the next three years. And the Alabama job comes up. And Alabama wants Brian Kelly. What does he do? And LSU's 11-1. and They're about to go to the SEC championship. Alabama had a weird, rare, bad year. And Alabama's about to go into early recruiting. And they tell Brian Kelly, we want you, but you come now or you don't come at all. How would you feel if 
Brian Kelly up and left. And how can you think that it might not happen? I don't know. It just, it, it bugs me. I try to put my, I always, as, as a columnist and a writer and, and now a host of a podcast, I try to put myself in someone else's shoes whenever a, a move is made. Or anything in life, really. And in this case, I try to put myself in the shoes of, you know, I watched the Notre Dame president yesterday. <laughs> he didn't look happy. We're moving on, and it's going to be without Brian Kelly. I don't blame him. I mean, once the coach says he's going somewhere else, I mean, he, he and he's tweeting it out uh, before it was even announced. He couldn't wait to tweet it out. I don't even know if his players knew. All his players. I don't think he had talked to his players yet. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to tell you. No, you're not. You don't care about those kids. Get out of here. If you're a recruit, does that enter in? Probably not. 18-year-old kids don't think that way. But it would, it would factor in if I was a daddy of one of those kids. It would. Especially if I didn't have ties to LSU. It would factor in. We'll see what happens. I hope it works out. I, again, I think as far as the game day and the recruiting stuff, and offensive genius, I think it's a great hire for LSU. But don't be surprised if one day he pulls the plug on the Tigers like he pulled the plug on Notre Dame at the worst possible time. We'll see. Let's talk about all this with Rod Walker, columnist of the Advocate Times-Picayune. Um, you know, Rod's obviously focused on like the Saints and the Pelicans, but we do want to talk to him about Brian Kelly and what he thinks. Um, Rod, just, I mean, what a great addition to our Thomas McKeon family. Well, back then it was the Advocate family. But uh, Rod and I, and I've told the story before, we worked together in the same circles. We both came in back to the prep scene. Uh, Rod came over from Mississippi uh, in 2013 to work for the Advocate, the same, actually right before, um, I had got let go, and then I was brought back by NOLA.com and the Thomas McCune back in 2013. Um, I had been covering news for quite a while. They brought me back and uh, brought me back to cover high schools. And so Rod and I worked in the same circles and covered the same kind of games and went to the same state tournaments and uh, spent a lot of time together over the course of three or four years back when he was covering prep. So. We got to know each other pretty well, and, and he's won a lot more awards than I have. Just a fantastic writer and a fantastic columnist. Let's hear what he has to say about the Brian Kelly situation and the Saints-Cowboys coming up Thursday night. Welcoming into the Dattitude Podcast, columnist Rod Walker of The Advocate and the Times-Picune. And uh, Rod, uh, you know, I was just saying, telling you before I clicked the record button, I don't know why Tuesday feels like Monday today. Yeah, it's uh, well Wednesday, right? Yeah, maybe. Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah, that's even worse. I'm saying I'm, I'm all over the place. I mean, I think it's I think it's that holiday week really screwed us all up. That's what it is, and then you get a Saints playing on a Thursday. Yeah, the Saints entire week, you know, it's kind of it kind of just thrown all off. 
when they play these back-to-back Thursday games. And, yeah, I never can get back on track once this, this happens. You know, and I think all the Brian, the Brian Kelly news, and we've had, a, you know, in the sports department, we've had a pretty active – you know, seven or eight days, you know, we don't, we don't get the chance to, to enjoy Thanksgiving like everybody else does. <laughs> it's yeah. You know, I was telling somebody, I mean, the Saints have played Thanksgiving with three of the last four years, whatever it's been. And last year they had the Christmas game. So it's just always something. And even this week, you know, we thought we'd get a little break once the, you know, the Saints played on the Thursday. So you had like a little cushion there. And then, like you said, the Brian Kelly news dropped. So it's just always something in this business, man. Like, People always ask me, like, yeah, what are you doing in your downtime? I was like, well, I'm really no sleep. There's always, <laughs> in the world of sports, there's always something. There's a trade or somebody getting fired or a draft, you know, just something, always something. You know, Saints fans like to say that the NFL, uh, that Roger Goodell hates New Orleans. I think what Roger Goodell really hates New Orleans media. He's making us work on Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and all, and, you know, New Year's, we got the Sugar Bowl. We, we don't get holidays off. It's just, well, let's get into, uh, the, obviously, the, the news of the week here in the New Orleans or southern Louisiana area is about Brian Kelly. And, <clears throat> you know, one thing we talked about last week um, on Datitude and with some, some of the guests is, you know, I kind of thought that it was going to be someone that would be that hadn't been mentioned, you know, I thought it was going to be a big, a big name. And, and I think you, you said something similar, but it was too easy to be Lincoln Riley, right? It wasn't just going to be everyone, everybody was talking about. It was going to be somebody we weren't talking about. And right. so Brian Kelly certainly fits that mold. He's a big hire and uh, coming from Notre Dame. I mean, you, you really couldn't ask for more, I guess, if you were an LSU fan. It could, I don't know if you hear this yet. I live on the West Bank, so there's a jet flying over. I don't know if you can hear it or not. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, you know, if you, I was telling somebody the other day, I mean, if you stacked every coach in the country's resume, if you put them in a pile, didn't put Brian Kelly's, didn't put any names on them and just had those resumes, Brian Kelly's would be toward the top. I mean, he's really, I mean, you know, he's won everywhere he's gone. And um, uh, I think that's that. Speaks of volumes for him, and I mean, obviously, I mean, we all know the tradition of Notre Dame football and the expectations there, and you know, they're used to winning. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, I wasn't expecting this hire at all. He wasn't a guy on my radar. I looked at some, even some gambling sites that just had, you know, who the <laughs> who the favorites were, and his name wasn't even listed on any of them, the ones that I saw. So, yeah, I mean, it just he came out of nowhere, and it was a you know. A, a big time hire, I think, for, for, for Scott. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to even think of a guy who he's under. He was under contract at Notre Dame. I mean, he seemed like he was happy. I mean, when you were thinking about coaches, if you would have come up with, if you would have said it's going to be one of the ten biggest names in college football, you probably would have said, "Well, there's a better chance of Nick Saban leaving LSU, right. Alabama, right. coming right. to LSU than getting Brian Kelly." Because who would even think of Brian Kelly? I mean, right. that's, that's just, a weird. Yeah, thing. He, yeah, I don't think anybody thought he was. Budging from Notre Dame. I mean, he's right. in a, what it looked like a really good situation, and he seemed. I mean, as far as we knew, he you know he was happy there. But you know, sometimes those greener pastures come calling. Well, wouldn't you think? I mean, you know, people ask me what I thought over the over the last couple of days, and I mean, I guess I tell I tell them, and I I would imagine you feel similar. But I mean, if you can recruit at Notre Dame, where it seems to me that would be one of the toughest places to recruit because you got to go up against all those. Big Ten schools, you're not in a conference. You're trying to go nationally. And here, I mean, 
if you can lock up the state of Louisiana and you covered high schools here for quite a while, you know that the talent here in, in Louisiana is really per capita second and none. If you can lock up the boot, man, you got it made. Yeah, that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the thing for him. I think it, if he can do that, um, that's gonna be the. And I don't think it's gonna be a challenge, but I, I do think I probably think it's a little different. I do I do think Notre Dame sort of recruits itself because he has such a you know kids all over the country. I mean, a lot of kids you know they want to go to Notre Dame, so I do think that might make it a little easier because I mean it's probably one of the more prestigious places as far as playing college football. But yeah, here in Louisiana, I mean he's gonna have to lock up this state and and get these guys and. I mean, he can't let Saban come in here and steal his guys. I mean, that's going to be the key to it. And that's the key for anybody. When you came over from Mississippi, were you surprised at, at how good the talent was here in Louisiana? Oh, definitely, man. I always tell people I know I was um, – when I was in Mississippi, I worked for a paper that covered the entire state. And we put together this list. It was called the Dandy Does, and it was like the top 12 players in, in the whole state of Mississippi. And these were like, you know – four- and five-star guys. But, you know, I always told people, especially when I came to New Orleans, just this city in particular, and I came here in 13, I came Leonard Fournette's senior year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was him and Kenny Young and Speedy Noel and um, Gerald Willis and all those guys. So, you know, I'm, there were times when I thought you could get 12 guys in the city of New Orleans that were just as good as the 12 guys in the entire state. I mean, that's just how rich the talent pool here is in this actual city. Um but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent. I think both of the states, I mean, they have a bunch of talent in both states. And, you know, obviously in Mississippi, the, you got two SEC schools trying to fight for those talent and for that same <laughs> talent pool. And LSU basically has a – I mean, obviously you have some other schools here, but, I mean, it's, it's LSU. It's so. LSU for sure. Yeah, right. Uh, so. Well, and I came in that same year. Um, you and I kind of – came in together there and came, came back, I should say. And I tell you what, I mean, that 2013 year, I mean, that was, that was insane. The talent that was around and just in the dome, it's in the semifinals and in the dome, I had Fournette in the semifinals against with St. Aug. I think they were playing Rommel and, um, you know, Speedy Noel was in the dome playing against EJ and it was just insane. Yeah, it was. It was a crazy time. And I remember when I got that job, I didn't even know who Leonard Fournette was that yeah. summer. And people were like, yeah, you're going to get to cover Leonard Fournette. So I went on YouTube and I started like just looking him up. Right. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> this is what I'm getting into. I, yeah. Still That's like, one good thing about being the, the prep guy back then. You could pick whatever games you were going to cover. So yeah, yeah, you might just yeah. happen to see Leonard Fournette four or five times in the year. That just right. happened that way. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's talk about. Um, Let's talk about Saints and, uh, you know, obviously uh, going four-game losing streak, um, not something that's, you know, it's been a long time since we've had one of those. Yeah, I think it's 2015 since the last time it happened. Um, you know, I had to go look up the last time, and I was surprised, actually. I had to go look up the last time the Saints were underdogs in four consecutive games, and I would have thought it what didn't happen in the Sean Payton era. It actually happened in 2016, so it wasn't that long ago that the Saints were – but it doesn't happen very often. And um, to be in the position that the Saints are in right now, it's just not something that fans are, have been accustomed to. And uh, how, how do you think – what's your feeling about the buzz around town? And, I mean, do you, does it feel like fans are moping, something they haven't seen in, in at least four years? Oh, man, it's crazy. I mean, you get on Twitter and you just see people like just just losing their mind. It's even like as sports reporters, you know, I just talking to some of the – some of the colleagues and it's, it's different for us. I mean, we're not used to covering a 
team that's been losing like this. And we're like, man, what do you write about when a team's been struggling like this? Right. And, you know, guys don't really want to talk as much. I mean, it's just, it's different, man. And, you know, I think about, I mean, I know people, or you know, John Reed and some other guys, they cover some teams that they have four game losing streaks all the time. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. Two or three times a year, maybe. And uh, so like, man, it has to be really tough covering a bad team all the time. So, I mean, it's different for us as well. And, uh, you know, it, obviously our job's a lot easier when the team's winning because everybody's more upbeat. They want to talk. And when they're losing, and there's, not, there's just not a lot of good things to write. Goes to show uh, fans can get spoiled really easy. It reminds me back uh, of the 80s and when Jim Mora was winning. And then the Saints would win. They'd win like eight games in a row. But the problem was they were winning like 10 to 6. And people were calling them ugly wins. And they got spoiled and said it's not good enough. You know, yeah. we... we who wants to watch 10 to 6? Well, would you rather watch them lose 30 to 10? Right. You know, yeah, people get spoiled real easy. Yeah, they're, they're definitely spoiled. And, I mean, that's, that's a testament to the job Sean Payne's done since he's been here to spoil these fans who, I mean, obviously we know the Saints' history and the years they struggle. So to be going through something like this so infrequently, is a you know, that speaks volumes for this team. Well, speaking of Sean Payton, he's got a decision to make. And um, the biggest decision uh, that we've been talking about for a few weeks now, and, you know, you know what he's good at is, is keeping stuff from people. And, and obviously, I think Taysom's injury had to have been worse than, than anyone, like, really thought about. I mean, that foot injury, Taysom finally talking about it a little bit now, but, I mean, the only explanation really to keep Simeon in there that long when you knew you couldn't really win with him was because Taysom wasn't able to play, which still doesn't explain the whole why Ian Book wasn't active thing the last couple of weeks. But do you think that, I mean, that's my long-winded way of asking you, how much do you think Taysom Hill is going to make a difference in the Saints team, assuming that he plays on Thursday night? I think um... – I don't know if it'll make a difference, but I mean, I think Sean had to make this move. I mean, you just, this team had to go in another direction because the, Trevor, I mean, it wasn't, and you look at those first, I guess the Tampa Bay game, I'm probably getting the order out of, I'm getting out of, Tampa that was, Bay some games was the last Trevor, game they won. Yeah. He, that yeah. Trevor came I mean, but even those days, I mean, there were some games that, you know, Trevor was decent, you know, but I think, I mean, what we saw last week, uh, our Thursday night against Buffalo, I mean, that was just, you know, just time to time to make a move. And, you, you know, you think Taysom, a guy that obviously has some experience, he started, you know, three or four games last year. And, you know, you just hope he can get that spark going. That was what, that one game he came in and provided a little spark this season. I can't remember which game. You know, he completed two or three passes in a row, and then they took him out. But, you know, you hope they can do that. And this is a team that probably going to have to – other defenses are going to have to – you know, Taysom brings some other challenges because of his ability to to run. So, you you know, you look at some of these teams like Philadelphia Eagles or the Ravens, you know, they have quarterbacks that kind of dual threat guys. And, you know, Taysom can do that. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona, yeah, another good example. But, yeah, I mean, you get those kind of teams that you think the Saints can – if they can just move the ball a little bit, man, you know, they, those three and outs from last week were just hard to watch, man. Well, that was the frustrating thing. I mean, you talk about that Taysom came in, and I believe it was the Atlanta game that he came in. Atlanta game, Tampa, that's what it was. Tampa yeah. Bay. He right. comes in and makes a couple good throws and then goes out. So, I mean, I don't know what to believe. I mean, I, don't, I really don't. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter at this point because it, what's done is done. And um, Sean Payton is never going to tell 
anybody, uh, everything that's going on back there, he, which is okay. I get that. I'm not even saying he should, but um, it's just a little, just a, just a tinge of transparency, <laughs> I guess. But uh, I, have, I am interested though how, I mean, like I said, Tyson's this foot injury. I mean, it obviously kept him from playing last week because I think Sean definitely would have, you know, there was a point in that game where you like, okay, we got to make a change here, and he didn't yeah. do it. So obviously the foot was hurting a lot. And when we talked to Sean on Tuesday, you know, he he he, he didn't say that Tyson was going to start, but I mean, he said the foot's good to go. He will, I mean, basically he implied that he will, and his foot's good to go. And I did ask Tyson specifically yesterday, like, if this game was to be played Tuesday night, would you play? And he said, yeah, I, I would. I would be good to go. So. That makes me think that he he'll be ready to to go, but I, I just want to see like if he's going to be limited, if you know, right. will he be able to run or just you know what kind of limitations he'll have? Because again, I mean, he was just battling his injury last Thursday. Well, Rod, if you remember, you know, Rod Walker here with us on the Datitude podcast. But if you remember when he came in and he and he started in, in Drew Brees' place, and he went, he you know, what was it, a four game stretch? I think he went three and one or something like that, but. He didn't run like he was running before. He was a different kind of quarterback. So I think even though he he's obviously more mobile than Trevor Simeon, no matter how he plays the game, and, and he's going to move around and run a little bit, but he's not going to be the Swiss Army knife kind of quarterback when he comes in and plays this game, whether he has this foot injury or not. He's going to be a different kind of quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, we saw that last year. I mean, he's – I mean, I think when he first – I guess two years ago, you know, he was just this guy that would take off running all the time. And he, he's definitely, you know, trying not to be that guy. And I think, I don't think he'll be that guy, but he does pose that threat, which I think is, is good for this offense. For sure. Uh, what do you see? Obviously it looks too that Mark Ingram will be good enough to well enough to play. What about the other injuries on offense? Uh, the two main ones, obviously Alvin Kamara, your all pro running back. And then Ryan Ramchak, uh, what do you think the chances are that, that those two guys play this week? Um, you know, Kamara, you know, he's been – I think he went back to limited in practice on yesterday. It was a full participant the day before, I think. And Ramchak, uh, I think he was the full – I can't remember if he didn't practice. I'm, I'm getting my days. Yeah. This is I'm getting my days fixed up. Again. I have to go through my – I told you. Page, remember? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't – What's you your know, gut feeling tell you? Do it right now. What's your gut feeling, tell Oh, yeah. Just kind of talking to Mark Ingram yesterday, you know, Mark was like, yeah, you know, I'd be willing to carry the full load if I have to. And that's just kind of – I don't know if Kamara's going to be back yet. Ram check. I probably – if I was guessing, I'd probably say he won't play either. But, you know, um, I do – even though Toronto will be back, which which helps his team. And, right. Um, even with Mark, I mean, I think Mark – I mean, the, the two games that Mark played, you know, when Kamara went out, Mark was pretty solid. He had 100 yards against um in the Titans game as far as, you know, you add his running and receiving yards. So, I mean, I think he can carry the load. Obviously, this offense is much, much better with Kamara. I mean, he's there's the a, one that makes his team go. There's no doubt, and I guess you have to start figuring at what point. I mean, obviously, the Saints are still in it. They're still in it. They still have a chance at a wild card. In fact, they probably have. I mean, if, if you have to look at their schedule and who they play, if they can win this game, I think they have better than a 50-50 chance of making the playoffs if they can win this game. Um, but that being said, at what point you don't want to risk Kamara is kind of like your a franchise player. Ranchek is a guy you obviously want anchored on your right side. I guess you don't want to go too far and, and take a chance on it. 
you know, it's like a you're st- your ace baseball pitcher. You don't want to pitch him more than 190 innings if you don't have right. to. Yeah, and I, I think you, know, you look at the standings. Uh, you kind of mentioned that. I mean, the Saints are five and six now, and they're in. I guess it's a, are they the eighth team now. Eighth in the standings. I think, I mean, I think they had dropped all the way to the ninth, tenth spot. Ninth. Ninth or tenth, yeah, okay. but, but still, I mean, they're all in that. It, to me, it's right there, yeah. From five to five to nine or five to ten, it's kind of all. They're all, they're all together, going, yeah. Or right. six. I, guess I mean, I six, think six. if you look, you know, and you look at that, you look at that Saints. You look at the Saints team that played Buffalo, though. That team wouldn't be. They may not be. They, that that team we saw last Thursday may not win another game if you got that Saints team. I agree. But if, if you know if Taysom comes in and. You know, like I said, we, we talked about Ingram, and you know, I mean, that's a that's a team that can, you know, win. They could go four and two in this last stretch, or even better, you know. But that again, that team last Thursday wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if that I'd even pick them to beat the Jets in the follow the next game. I mean, that's, I don't think that team would beat the Jets. I mean, I don't. Yeah, think, I mean, I, I said it. I thought. I mean, look, I don't have anything against Trevor Simeon. I think he might probably a great guy. I mean, I've never met him. I don't know. I mean, he's probably a great guy, but. He just can't lead it, and again, he especially can't lead a team without the weapons that the Saints are used to having. Right. So, right. That, if you give him Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and Ryan Ramchek, and could he win? Yeah, he might be able to pull out a few wins here and there, but but with a limited cast of characters, I mean, you got to have a guy to me that like Taysom that not only has more talent but just knows the offense better too. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if, with Trevor, I mean, the defense has to play perfect, and they didn't do that against Buffalo either. I mean, right. they were missing tackles. And, I mean, this team just isn't set up for that kind of <laughs> success to be overcoming um, flaws like that. Well, I think they were missing tackles in part because they spent 35 right. minutes on the field. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. if you look at halftime, it's 10 nothing. You really right. – you hold Buffalo to 10 points and a half. You pretty much right. did your job, you know, yeah. so you can't – but uh, but people get a little frustrated. All right, Rod, what do you see? Um, I want to give you the the crystal ball. I made my picks this morning. Um, what do you, what do you see for for Thursday night for the Saints? Man, I think I'm. You know, this is a Dallas team that has some issues of its own. They, I mean, they've lost three or four. They're struggling as well. Um, I haven't made my score pick yet, but I am leaning towards Dallas for sure. Um, just because I don't know how healthy Taysom is, like I think we're still, you know, I just don't know how healthy he is, and so I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll say, and I do think Sean Payton will keep this a, they'll make sure this is an ugly game. It'll be like one of those previous Dallas games where the twelve ten kind of games, yeah, it'll be maybe one of those kind of games. So I'll go seventeen fourteen Dallas. And look, before I let you go, Dallas has a lot of issues of its own. I mean, we, we yeah. talked about their head coaching situation uh, throughout the week and, and Mike McCarthy with COVID, some assistance with COVID. Uh, we don't know if Amari Cooper's going to be able to play. We don't know if C.D. Lamb's back. I mean, they, they have their own issues. They do, yeah. And I, this, that's why I think this is a game that the Saints almost have to win. I just think, you know, you, you don't, don't think they can. <laughs> that's okay. No, I think they yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I think they can win. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Saints won this game tomorrow. I wouldn't be shocked at all. But I just think, again, it's got to play a, almost a perfect game. And I, I think Dak Prescott can cause some problems. I mean, we've seen these guys who 
extend plays, just get a Saints fits, you know. And if they can't get to him and he's able to just run around and do his thing, then it's going to be trouble. Well, the good news, Rod, is a lot of times, we, and you and I have both seen this, as soon as we think the Saints are down and out, they come back and, and with, with, the, with the win, like how in the heck did they win that game? Yeah, you can never write these guys off, man. That's, <laughs> that's what makes them fun to cover. And, you know, a lot of times we pick the Saints just based on, yeah, I think Sean Payton will figure something out, you know. And, and a lot of times he does. Right. So this could definitely be one of those games. Well, we'll see you in the Dome on Thursday night. I'll be there uh, as well. So uh, I'll come by and say hello. See you Thursday night. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. So Rod doesn't have a whole ton of confidence in the Saints. We're going to get to my picks um, with Conductor Dave in just a moment. And I, I, I think the Saints are in a good spot here. I just do. Again, I don't want to. If you've read my NFL picks column or you listen to anything I said the past few days on any show anywhere, you know how I feel. And I think this, this change of quarterback is going to breathe some life into this team. We'll see. We're going to find out. And Friday, we're going to have Jeff Duncan on. Um, actually, he and I are going to record um, the show from the Dome on Thursday after the game in one of those high atop the roof press boxes. I'm going to find a place. So Dunk will be on Friday to give us his review and his take. Um, we'll also have Uncle Big Nick on Friday. So that's coming up. But uh, let's get into the Conductor Dave segment. Uh, it, you know, it, it's it's been fun because he started so hot. He was like 12 games above 500 at one point with his picks, with his weird color scheme. Then he started to try to use football analogy, and his picks started to stink. So I've caught up to him. Not that mine are, are world busters because I'm, I'm like the Mr. Mediocre of Mr. Mediocres. I'm... 30 and 30 in my picks column with him. I think with Uncle Big Nick, I'm like one game below 500. Um, my picks on that, the book, have been pretty good. There, that, that's actually where I've been the best. Now, not my big bucks picks. Those have been terrible. My NFL picks column on four games above 500 against the spread for the season. It's just been a weird, mediocre kind of year. But you know what? Time to finish strong. It's December. Let's get right into it with Tay-Tay Lover. All aboard, all aboard the Taysom train, Conductor Dave is on the Taysom train. You know, I made that little ditty about 10 weeks ago, almost as a joke, and now everybody's on the Taysom train. It, it, see, we were prescient. We, we, we knew. We looked into our crystal balls. We saw the future. And that's why, I look, this is where your word means everything, Jim Derry. I have been a conductor solidly since like two seasons ago. I've been loving me some Tay-Tay. And uh, now my, 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 my faith has been rewarded with an official start after, you know, uh, this just bungling ain't season so far oh my if, you, God. if you would have told me 10 weeks ago i would be like i would be on top of the tay tay train jumping up and down like a kid wanting this candy <laughs> give me some damn tay tay and do it now i want it now i would have told you i was i would have told you you were insane there was no way but that's where and i am here we are 
Conductor Dave, D Square, Dave DeCorbier, host, just comedian. Used to be a really good NFL picker, extraordinaire. Now Shut, you're God, picking. You're picking uh, your color scheme philosophy has really gone into the crapper. Mm. Mm. I went zero and six. Is that what you were telling me yesterday? I hadn't said oh, it yet, but I was about to God. say it. Thank you for saying yeah. it for me. I know. I just wanted to pull the bandaid off quick. Not have you. Not only did you go zero and six last week, but over the past four weeks. It took me a while with my Shaw math to, to figure this out because it's not easy. You have gone six and eighteen over the past four weeks. You had a huge lead over me. Well, that lead is not only shriveled up, but it's gone bye bye, and now I'm winning. Um, and I haven't even been great. I've been okay. I mean, I've been three and three against the spread uh, three weeks in a row. I was four and two before that so i am what what is, what does that make me uh, I, again i'm doing short math on the fly here 9 <laughs> 11 i am 13 and 11 over the past four weeks which is good against the spread but it's not outstanding by any means um no, 30 and 30 look, for the yeah. season against your 29 and 31 the, the problem was is that i strayed from my color schemes uh i, I i've been trying to be all football-y and trying to be all like hey, here's yeah a break i agree and, and it's just bit me right in the the keister well it also doesn't help that you just like pick against atlanta because you hate atlanta and pick Wait, against and Dallas you do that you on purpose Dallas. you suck i definitely do i set you up for sure um so i mean if you look at two of the ones you, you lost last week that i got well no because you picked dallas last week so that is, that's even worse when you pick dallas and then they they don't cover and they lose yeah, that was that was an abomination of a game man oh god well, let's get into the wonderful yeah, picks. I got a yeah, feeling you're yeah, going to be better yes. this week because when, whenever I take a lead on you, you're like, oh, no, 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 we can't have that. So <laughs> it, it maybe get you back a little bit. Um, we'll see. I, I have some interesting games on the docket this week. And you know what? We're going to start out right away with my favorite of the week, just for you. The okay. Atlanta Falcons, your favorite, your favorite team in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons are – hosting uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My and second most favorite team. And they're given 11. Dude, that's harsh, man. Uh, 11 points. I mean, the, the Falcons, they, you know, they they, they suck. I mean, I, I just, I don't even know what to think of that. They but 11 suck on points, ice. man. They do. Uh, 11 points, though. Good God almighty, Joe Friday. Um, this one's tough. I don't know. You know, all the talk has been, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, Tom isn't, you know, maybe not as great as he used to be. I don't know. Great. If he has a slump, whatever, what the hell does that mean? He's still freaking Tom Brady right now. And old noodle arm Matt Ryan will never change his stripes. So uh, it makes no sense in the world, but I'm going to go ahead and pick Tampa, you know, minus 11. I really should not do this. Oh my God. This is so dumb. Uh, because watch it, watch it be a one point game. Because it, you, you take these division games, you throw out every stat that's in the book. Um, oh, I can't pick the Falcons. All right, I'm taking Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay. <laughs> you see what I, I mean, you, ladies man. and gentlemen? Uh, it pained him. It pained him, but he, in the end, he took and it didn't even use color schemes. I tell you what, I didn't. I'm not, uh, I don't like Atlanta. I don't like Tampa Bay. I don't like either one of them. But you know what? You you pick what logically tells you is right. 
And what makes no sense whatsoever is the fact that Atlanta got stomped by New England 25 to nothing a couple weeks ago at home. And um, Tampa is coming in. But you know what? Tampa's been pretty bad on the road. They won last week yeah. against Indianapolis um, by seven. But I think they were kind of lucky to do so. I don't th- see Leonard Fournette getting four touchdowns again. Um, something's not right with Tampa Bay. And even though Atlanta sucks to high heaven and their offensive line is absolute garbage and Matt Ryan probably is going to need um, some European massages or whatever when this, when this year is over, whatever. Um, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. Give, give, give me the 11. I'll take Atlanta. I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah, yeah but I don't, I don't know. Gronk looked really great. And, and Fournette is kind of sort of coming on now, whether or not he's going to have that great performance again like that. Uh, but I mean, Tampa's just Tampa's good. I mean, it pains physically pains me to say that, but they're good. Are they minus eleven good? Uh, yeah. I, I hate That's, you. I'm taking Tom, them because I can't. Tom Brady looks different without uh, Antonio Psycho Brown. Oh yeah, huh? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, Gronk is always there as his release valve. I mean, there are a few plays that were completely busted, and Gronk's like. Yo, Tommy boy, told me the ball. I my mama washed my football pants. I'm back. <laughs> I made your first child be a masculine <laughs> child. Something's not right with that, dude. Uh, let's let's move on. Um, speaking of teams that have been terrible lately, how about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Here's a line I don't get. The Baltimore Ravens are going to – here's another division game where the home team is getting points. Um, and the Ravens – Lamar Jackson became the first quarterback in seven years to throw four picks in a game and still win. So that I don't was know what unreal, huh? Oh I my mean, God. And not only did he throw four picks, but he threw like three of them in a matter of like a three minute span at the end of the first half. He, 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 he throws it to Cleveland. Okay. Cleveland gives it right. No, no, no. I don't want it. Now you, they played hot potato for like the last three minutes of the first half. No, 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 you take it. No, 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 no. You have it. I want you to have it. It's my Thanksgiving gift to you. Anyway, Lamar Jackson going into Pittsburgh. If he does that this week, they no, they might not be a score. Uh, Baltimore minus four over the Steelers. Um, look, I, I, I think you kind of got to be crazy to bet it against uh, the Ravens right now because just like you said, those four turnovers, they find ways to make it happen. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, I, I know a lot of poor uh, fantasy GMs were pulling their hair out because, I mean, you know, you, you're losing four points and it was just, you know, God, I think he I think he earned 14 points in most leagues. It was embarrassing. Uh, so, but, I mean, the, the Steelers, uh, you know, I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're going to be coming on late at the end of the season. They're usually pretty steady, but five and five ain't going to get it done. Uh, I, I think Baltimore is is the better team with Lamar Jackson. He's still got young legs, and old uh, Roethlisberger is still just, you know, Big Ben, Statue of Liberty. He's back there doing nothing except, you know, being big. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the Ravens because uh, I, I think they're just the better team. They're definitely postseason bound. So, uh, the Steelers, I don't think as much. I said in my picks column this morning, Ben Roethlisberger looks like a three-legged dog in a cheetah race. <laughs> That, that that is see that's perfect for print and radio you can I'm, picture that in your mind right i mean now. you really can i mean it, it, but you know what else you can picture you can actually watch him and and see it yourself i mean it, it's it's kind of hard to watch i mean it is it, he he look we we all we were ready for drew to move. the 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 saints fans who wanted the saints to win and 
move on in the next chapter of our lives. For the most part, we were ready for Drew to move on and go into his retirement phase. I mean, you don't ever really want to see. It's hard to watch a team that you've been watching for so long. You've been watching number nine back there. But I can't imagine Steelers fan. Drew was like 10 times better than what Roethlisberger is right now. I mean, can, can you imagine if you were a Steelers yeah. fan watching this, how hard it would be to watch Big Ben crumble like this? I, look, you know, what, what's what's his backup? Mason or whatever? Rudolph Mason or whatever the hell Mason his name is? Rudolph, yeah. Mo- Mason, Mason yeah, the, the red-nosed Rudolph. Uh, look, I, I, I get their pain, man. I mean, it's just like you look around the league with all the, the, the teams that are having quarterback woes. I mean, it's just it's just awful. Like Cam Newton got benched. Cam Newton got oh, benched. Oh, scammy Cammy. Cam Newton got benched. Oh, uh, scammy so, Cammy. You know, that, that was kind of like a lo- the rest of the Saints fans with Drew Brees. It's like, man, you know, what, what are we looking at? Of course, I was screaming Tay-Tay. But, uh, I mean, what's their other option, though, Jim? I mean, they don't really have an option. Uh, he is kind well, of whose fault is like that? Time. Tom Brady. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of like Tom Brady would chase off all the young bucks that they would draft in, you know, and be like, "Get away! I'm I'm the old man here." Yeah, but Tom Brady's a different. From the same Tom ball. Brady's a different bird, and it really it really kind of pisses me off. I mean, if you think about the Saints, had they drafted a real quarterback like three years ago, they wouldn't mm-hmm. be in this boat right now. And I mean, look True. look at look at what Green Bay did when they brought Brett Favre, they brought Aaron Rodgers in. They're like, I don't care if Aaron Rodgers sits a few years. Who cares? And Aaron Rodgers is right. what now a twelve-year vet or however long he's been playing. I mean, yeah, you got to If you're Pittsburgh, you could see the writing on the wall for Ben Roethlisberger like five years ago. Why wouldn't you address yeah, the quarterback I, yeah. at least two, three years ago? Makes no sense. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I gotta get. Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens. So who are you? Taking? All right, you're going with the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens as well. I can't look. I know one of the things I hate is betting with the public, and I know the public's gonna be all over the Ravens here. And I don't do it very often. I do it once or twice a week. I mean, I, that, that's how much I I fade the public. I hate betting with them. But I, I don't know how you bet on anybody but Baltimore here. Pittsburgh is t- is not good. I mean, Najee yeah. Harris, I think, is a great running back. I think he's gonna be phenomenal. But they they can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. They can't score. And they're going to be underdogs. And I mean, Pittsburgh might not win another game. I mean, that's pretty sad. And what else is sad is I think Mike Tomlin's a really good coach, but I think he's in frustrated land right now and doesn't know what else to do. And it's kind of stuck until Ben makes some kind of decision. And I think we all know yeah, that this yeah. is last year. So he's stuck. Anyway, Baltimore minus four. We both have that, which means go bet all your money on Pittsburgh. All right. The... Uh, <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers are facing Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bungles. They, we can't call them oh, the Bungles wow. anymore. They're pretty good, man. No, they're El Fuego, man. Joey Burrow looks beautiful, man. Dude, like he he's does. really, uh, I mean, even suck-ass Jarvis Landry is starting to look pretty good. You know, that's, that's what happens when you get a good QB and he's healthy and the O-line protects him from getting destroyed and murdered on every freaking play. You know, well, the so, Bengals uh, are actually three-point favorites at home against the Chargers, which means Vegas thinks these teams are even on a neutral field. And I think that's actually pretty close. That's about what the spread I would I would have thought it would have been. So anyway, since he yeah. minus three over the Chargers, um, I really I I like the Chargers, but I like uh, the Bengals more. I mean, this is probably going to be one of those games that's going to be you know quite obviously either very low scoring or very high scoring because. Uh, I mean, look, Justin Herbert really ha- ain't looked all that bad this season. He ain't looked great, but, you know, they've been fair to middling, which is kind of, you know, you, you, 
shoot, they're six and five, you know. So uh, this is a fun team. I, honestly, I just got. I'm going to pick Joe Burrow because I like what I've just been seeing from him. Uh, you know, look, his rookie year was pretty bad, and now they seem to be sort of getting all together now on the same page. He's got some O-line protection. I think at the end of the day, you give Joe Burrow time, he's going to pick you apart. So that's the key to this one. Just give Joe Burrow some time, and I think they can do that. So, yeah, I'm taking the Bengals, man. What Even about though the I really do blue, love that, that, that powder blue. Powder blue is calling my name. I was run, man. I I'm, powder blue is calling my name. I can't believe you didn't pick powder blue here. I mean, you are a powder that, that, look, look, blue and that, yellow that, kind that, of guy. That, that orange and, and, and black, though, it, it does call my name, though, too. This will be a very beautiful, aesthetically pleasing game as I watch the television. You know what would be like pretty cool thing. is if uh, the team said, like, for Christmas, we're all, every team in the – in the NFL Christmas week wore red and green uniforms. The the home teams oh, would have yes. would have the red uniforms with the green numbers and the road teams would have white white uniforms with with, with green or red numbers. And uh they could yeah. wear Christmas trees on the helmets. And 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 it could be cool, like you know, that the, the the pants would be sort of like you know elf workers' pants or something. Or you could have little little yeah. jolly little little uh, stenciled on you know buttons going down. It'd be cool, like they're wearing little Christmas vests and ugly sweater jerseys. Oh my God, that, this, have, this is a gold mine. They could have mistletoe hanging from their their helmets, and every time they go to the <laughs> instead sideline, of dreads, the coach, they got mistletoe. The coach is gonna give them a kiss. <laughs> yeah, wrap the ball in tinsel so you can see it coming. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, Ugly sweater jerseys. Ball. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> they call it tinsel ball for one week. I like tinsel it. Ball. <laughs> Just for one week. The National Tinsel Ball League. Um, awesome. You know, well, I'm going with the Powder Blues. I think that, uh, uh-huh. and I'm going to tell you why, because, you know, I'm gonna, I, hate to, I know it's going to be tough on you because I'm going to use football logic. But um, when you look at the defenses, since his past defense has not been good. Meanwhile, the Chargers' past defense has been good. And um, even though Joe Mixon will be able to do his thing and run the football, I think the Chargers are going to be able to pass. I think this is a, I don't want to say get well game, but the Bengals have kind of been hot and cold. They were really good last week, so I'm expecting them to take a step back. But I do think right. it's been an outstanding, fun game to watch. I, I'm looking forward to to this one, I'm hoping that this one is on the tube here locally, um, especially since the Saints don't play on Sunday. Maybe this right, one will be right. one of the one of the big games at noon. We'll see, but I'm taking the Chargers here plus three against the the, the, the tinsel laden Halloween looking whatever you want to call. Uh, Trey, Trey Hendrickson, though, man, I'm, I'm so sad that we let oh, that man, we let he's been go. But yeah, right. I mean, I, I think he's going to be the key difference in that game. If he gets uh, if he gets Justin Herbert here in footsteps, then it's all over. But the crying sacks and seven straight games to Trey Henderson. Uh, yeah, we we Sweet, can use dude. him. We miss that dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move it on. We're gonna we're gonna go back to a, a division game here, and you got the Kansas City Chiefs coming off a bye. Oh, They're giving man, ten you. points to Teddy. Te- Teddy two oh. gloves. I mean, right, they, they, let's like let's make this real simple. Uh, KC, hands down. Uh, you you could you could give the Broncos twenty one points right now. Give them a three touchdown lead. Actually, you can even give them five minutes on the field without the the, the Chiefs on the field and have them play a game of catch <laughs> and pass, and they're still going to lose. That's how awful the Broncos are. So this is hands down. They're six and KC. five. I don't care. 
They uh, they suck. They stink on ice. I wouldn't do that. No, they're, they're horrible. Uh, they're friggin' horrible. They're in the playoff race. They, yeah, okay, but mathematically they're in the playoff race. Sure. What you got yeah, against Casey. Teddy Two Gloves? Nothing. I love him, and and I I, I don't want him back. But I mean, look, he, he's <laughs> I do right now. A while, but. I, He's, well, no, he's been on what two different teams since since we left, and we're all happy for him going uh, to Carolina. All right, way to go, Teddy B. And then where the hell he's he's made two stops since then? Yeah, no, uh, no, not that he's washed up, but I mean, he got a shot, and it, it, you know he shot it and he missed, so that's all it is. But yeah, Casey's gonna mop the floor with him. He's definitely better than Trevor Simeon. That's another story. <laughs> um, look, I'm with you here. I, I think Kansas City is. I, I'm afraid to say they're back. It scares for it scares to say they're back, right? I mean, we saw so so much bad football from the Chiefs over the first half of the season. I just can't say they're back. But I will say this: I, I think they're. they're I think a game they're or two from being back. Yeah, and I think they're ready to like kind of like take charge. Or it's kind of put up a shut up time. If they're going to like take charge of the AFC West like we thought they were in the beginning, now's the time, and not just win, but win with something to prove. So I hate laying 10 points because Kansas City just doesn't cover. I mean, they're like, you know, they're like sleeping in an 84-degree house. You don't want covers. They just don't want covers. So, I mean, but I'm going to take KC minus 10, and we're going to move on. So we're both on KC. And another another bet your mortgage game on the Denver Broncos. Go, 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 go. Um, All right. Last game of the... Regular 10 will get you 197 segment. Um, it is Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills on Monday night are hosting the New England Patriots in another game that is for basically for, well, not basically, it's for a division lead. And really, this time of year, if New England wins, you got to think that you can just go ahead and crown them. So, anyway, Buffalo minus two and a half at home against the resurgent New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Good Lord, that, that, this, this is a tough one. But let, let me just say this. Shout out to the Bills Mafia because uh, they took over the dome. They took over oh, the I town. I, I played tourist at my hometown over the weekend, and there were Bills fans everywhere. They were cool. Uh, you're like, you know, you hate losing as a Saints fan, but I don't mind losing to a, a fan base that's cool. You know, so I, I'll just say that. Uh, no, it's only because we only play him once every four years, and we hadn't well, lost to him since 1998. Yeah, this is a tough one. Mac Jones has looked great, uh, but Josh Allen, I mean, look, I, I can't say I, – I can't use any examples from the Saints game because the, the Saints, you know, back in the seven and nine seasons and years, you know, at least we were scoring 48, 50 points a game. It was fun. And man, this Thanksgiving game was just like, oh, my God, we suck. And, like, we couldn't do anything right. It was just like, man, this is this how the Bungles fans have felt? Did you Detroit listen Lions to me last week? I told you that no. was, was going to happen. I said it was going to be 27 to 7. I was only off by five points. Shut up up jim Derry. all right just shut up all right you know every now and again a blind squirrel yeah. finds a nut all right whatever man i'm so, only in nine uh, and two when it comes to picking the saints this year against the spread i can't pick anybody else but i sure the hell can pick the saints <laughs> all right i'm taking the bills uh look i i think they they know what what's they know the score. They know that they've really got to start getting it together on this back half of the season. I mean, you know that you can't afford any more dropsies. Uh, New England. Uh, I mean, 
they're consistent. I'll give you that. I mean, they started off slow and now they're picking up strong. It's kind of like their MO. Uh, this this will be a wild game. I, I'm, I'm taking Buffalo, though, because I think Buffalo will pull it out on the feet of Josh Allen. I think the listeners are in deep doo-doo, and I'm going to tell you why. Because we're agreeing way too much this week. <laughs> um, I'm with the Bills, too. I mean, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with last week because they've been so up and down, it's hard to judge them. This is not an easy right. team to pick. But I think this, when it comes down to games that are that are fairly even in the books, when they go play them, I'm picking the better team, and I think I still think the Bills are the better team. Um, I think the Patriots are going in the right direction, but it, the Bills have the number one defense. No one even talks about their defense. They're number one yeah. in the NFL in defense in total yards allowed per game, which is how you figure out what defense is. And so I think this might be a lower scoring kind of game. I think Josh Allen will have his struggles. Goes to show last week he, he threw two picks and they still won thirty one to six. So it goes yep. to show how good their defense is. So I'm with you. I when it when it comes down to the rubber hitting the road, I'm taking I'll give the two and a half, which is if it were three and a half, I might think differently. That'd be tough to give up that extra point uh in in, in a game that might end yeah, in a this, field goal. This, this will probably come down to a last possession field goal sure. sort of game. All right, well we're on the same side. I got a feeling we're gonna be on the same side here. As we go to our lanyard pick, it's Tay-Tay time, boys and girls. Yeah! Um, and I've already typed it in. And if you, if I have to type over this one, I'm going to be absolutely floored. The New Orleans Saints are getting four at home on Thursday night against probably your third least favorite team in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. Is it four or four and a half? I have four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay, all right. Um, well, not since it Would is that four make and a difference? half. No, not not done whatsoever. All right, so uh, I'm picking the Saints, but I'll tell you what, uh, I have I, look. COVID is real, and then it messes things up. But we they just lost their head coach today, Jim. Like the head coach is not even going to be on the field because of COVID. Yeah, that's about it. That they're they're it's running rampant through the cow, Cowboys locker room. So this is the thing. I'm. Still nervous with the Saints because we don't really have uh, much of an offense to speak of. Uh, you know, the, the injuries have just been, you know, kicking our butt. Uh, I mean, is Alvin back? I mean, do we do we know? I don't think I we mean, know. I think he's limited right now. Look, they shut down the Saints facility uh, for, for in-person people to go out there. It's all just, you know, uh, Zoom calls and stuff uh, because of the shortened week, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, Coach Payton, we, we know he does not like you know, he doesn't talk about injuries, you know, whatsoever. So he doesn't I don't talk know about we anything. Got. No, well, true. Uh, so I don't know what we got going into this, but uh, with Taysom coming back, and I look, this is something that's just kind of irked me the entire season where it's like, use the guy, just use him. And, you know, look, here we go into this game. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Taysom is going to give this team a spark and, and, and reinvigorate them. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just super excited for the game. I just, I, I you know, I, I'm, what can I say, man? I'm just excited. I, I, I want to see this game so bad. And I just want, now is the time for my boy Taysom to shine. And I think he gets the Thursday night stage to be front and center. Got that new contract a week or so ago. Uh, this is it, man. Taysom time in full effect. This is what I've been waiting for the entire season, Jim. And it's finally happening. I've been saying it for weeks. Please put Morton Anderson in. Morton <laughs> Anderson. Why is he wearing Morton Anderson's number, by the way? 
I don't know. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to watch. Saints didn't retire it. I, I know. Mean, well, that's on watch, the Saints, bro. Look at the Saints quarterback <laughs> wearing number seven. Just is not right. I mean, well, it, I, well that, that's the thing. That's on the Saints, man. I mean, that's just dumb. We should have retired Morton's number. It's that's like just watching a linebacker wear fifty-seven. I mean, it shouldn't happen. And they, they continue to let people wear fifty-seven. They don't want anybody to wear eight. Their beloved number eight. Nobody wears that number. Nobody's going to wear yeah. number nine. No, right, right. I mean, I, so you know, seven, like, eight, nine. You know, it's it's because of all the new dads, bro. It's all the new dads. It's as if not, not all of our pain as children growing up watching the suck ass Saints when they stunk so bad. Uh, you know, yeah, right. I mean, how how do you not retire fifty seven? How do you not retire seven? That's on the. Uh, so but anyway, well, you know, I want to see number seven play this week. So I I think we're gonna finally see it. I I agree with you. I hate agreeing with you. Like, even your logic I'm agreeing with. It's really, I don't know what they put in my turkey, um, <laughs> but it's really kind of messing me up. I was with, on with Rod Walker, and I kept thinking, I said, uh, you know what? Tuesday feels like Monday. He says, Jim, it's Wednesday. Oh, well, ah, Wednesday funny. feels like Monday. I mean, it, I'm all messed up today. So now hey, I'm agreeing you doing, with you. Aren't you doing uh, a pod with a... Uh... Doing this pod with uh, Jeff Duncan on Thursday? For the, yeah, the on game? Friday. Uh, well, yeah, oh, we're doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, well, we're doing. It, it'll be on Friday morning. But I'm thinking about trying to put it on Facebook Live and trying to figure out how to do it live. That ought to be interesting. Right, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So late, uh, late, late night. I don't know, but it, we can't use that name because NBC's like trademarked it or whatever. But <laughs> more we'll call but, uh, it. Yeah. So, so well, you're picking I'll, the Saints. I'm picking the Saints plus four and a half. I think they went out right. Um, I think Dallas is in a world of mess. Uh, they've lost two out of three. Uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that I picked them last week in my big knockout pool, and they knocked me out, and I could have won. I'd have probably been Aww. four grand richer had I taken Cincinnati instead of Dallas, like I really Here, wanted can, to. Can, can, we, can we all just have a moment of silence for, for Jim Derry? All right. Amen. Thank you. Sorry, I'm better. I feel better. I <laughs> uh, still got one one pick left in uh, in the other one. So. Grant Jim the serenity to see his errors and 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 and, and look into the future, dear Lord, to help and, Jim earn some and, money and find better segments for this podcast. Speaking of, oh, you suck. Speaking of which, uh, why don't you tell us about the weekend geek? The Week in Geek on News Talk 99.5 WRNO every Sunday at 7 p.m. This weekend, it's, you know, it's, we're in December now, so every year we do a Gift for Geeks segment. We do two segments of what to get the nerd in your life. If you've got a kid who's, you know, into, you know, comic books and video games, all that kind of stuff, we give you kids ideas because I got two younger kids uh, and just all the cool stuff for the nerdy guys in your life that, you know, probably, you know, haven't had a girlfriend since, girlfriend since 1993. What to get those guys. We got it all covered for you. <laughs> even, so, uh, geeks get we'll, we'll be- even, even women even love they love geeks. No, they, they do. Now, the geeks have inherited the earth, my man. That, so, look. Well, you know, we got a convention coming I mean, you up. You have kids, so, so I mean, there you go. I, I know, right? Uh, I have two, so apparently, someone liked me at least twice in my life. So there you go. Uh, uh, fleeting moment. <laughs> for a fleeting moment, but no. Uh, so it's a you know, gifts for geeks. I don't have any guests this week. It's been you know, I took the week off with Thanksgiving, and so they were like, "Hey, we got so and so," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. I, I just I didn't want to work last week." So. We're just we're just chilling and doing gifts for geeks, and so that's on Sunday at seven o'clock. Follow us on Twitter at Twig Radio T W I G Radio on Instagram, the Week in Geek, and uh, I'm at D League D Two on Insta and uh, 
uh, what am I, Producer D2 on Twitter, and of course, Facebook, uh, the Weekend Geek Radio Show, and download the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Boom, 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 boom. I got to subscribe. Ask, I got to ask you, what do you do on Sunday nights when the Saints are playing? I pre record. Oh, okay. pre record. Look, actually, so uh, we, I, we're trying to get some stuff done uh, for, for this weekend. And so, like, uh, we were like, yeah, let's record Thursday around six o'clock. And both of us, like, we're both huge Saints fans. Thursday just weren't at thinking. Six and, yeah. yeah, right. Then he calls me back. He's like, bro, you know, the Saints game. I'm like, oh, never mind. All right, we're doing yeah. it live. We're Not doing it live. Thursday at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> right. How about we're, Friday we're at six o'clock? <laughs> All right, man. Well, we the week I, in geek. You know what? I hope you do a lot better on your picks this week because if you don't, it means I suck too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, look, I, 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 you know, I, 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 I got nothing. I, mean, I have nothing witty to say. I just, it's, it's I'm in a slump. I, I, all I can yeah. do is just keep trying to dig my way out of this hole. You need a slump buster, and uh, I'm telling you, week and geek. You want Christmas presents? Go get your favorite Saints fan a red and green Saints jersey for Christmas week. Man, I'm, I'm digging this wear? ugly Christmas sweater jersey, man. Can you imagine? That? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Got to get Dude, tinsel right, balls. We, we, we need a, we, we need a, we need a uh, trademark this thing. Uh, so uh, as a, I'm going to go run and trademark it before you drop the pods. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm telling you right now, tinsel balls and uh, mistletoe hanging from the, and the dude's helmets. Well, you know what? Maybe the, uh, the new league that has the New Orleans Breakers coming back, you know, maybe they, maybe they can do tinsel balls. You know, the New Orleans Breakers are coming back. Yeah, you didn't hear that. Uh, no. It's going to be another spring football league. They brought back the New Orleans Breakers and seven other teams. Uh, it's it's but no, where, it's by Fox Sports. Uh, well, they they literally tweeted out some stuff a while ago. Uh, go on my Twitter, uh, producer D two. Scroll down a little bit, and you'll see it because uh, the website literally just lists uh, the the eight teams of the league. Uh, but it's supposed to be starting this spring. New coming Orleans up. Breakers is Marcus Dupree going to coach the team? I don't think so. But you okay. know. and and most of the people listening to this don't know who Marcus Dupree are. So we're going to all, all I remember because I was pretty young when the New Orleans Breakers were playing, and uh, the only thing I, I really truly remember is yeah, right. I was I was maybe ten. So like uh, they, I, I just remember the bumper stickers everywhere. Like yay, New Orleans Breakers! Woo! It looked too much like the Seahawks. It did. It did. It and really then they did. went to Portland after that. So who knows? But anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk more about the New Orleans. We'll have our our weekly picks on the New Orleans. Your beloved New Orleans Breakers in the spring. I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> the five which, five seconds <laughs> segment. <laughs> Conductor Dave, never pick the breakers. Never pick the breakers. <laughs> Dr. Dave, we will talk to you back on your regularly scheduled Friday next week. Yes, sir. All right, man. Have a good one. Who that? Always a trip. That dude's a trip. That's why we have him back. I hope you're listening to this stuff. Remember, we said we wanted to have fun with this show. That's what we're doing. Whether we're right or whether we're wrong, hopefully we can make you a little money, but. I'd rather put a smile on your face than make you money. Because that's what life's about, right? All right, hopefully by Friday I will figure out that it's Friday. And tomorrow's Thursday. Because if I don't figure out tomorrow's Thursday, I'm going to miss the game. And uh, that wouldn't be good. Going to wrap it up for episode number 30. Speaking of the game, um, I will be live at Harris on bet.nola.com. Um, doing uh, the at the book show 
that we have every Thursday, including the feature Cashing In with Carville. Zach Ewing is out of town, so I'm going to take his place. I'm going to go down to Harris and um, do the live show. That is Thursday at 4 o'clock, I believe. You can catch it on YouTube, our NOLA.com YouTube page. Uh, and if you missed the live show, you can watch it later on. We'll have our big bucks picks. We'll have our predictions for the Saints game. You already know my prediction, but that doesn't mean you don't want to watch. It's still going to be fun. So just like we have every show on here on bet.nola.com, every uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. In fact, I uh, filled in for Zach yesterday um, on Fantasy Roundup show with Spencer the Guru Urquhart. Check that out also on our YouTube page. I want to give a shout-out to Caesar Sportsbook, an exclusive partner with us at The Advocate, the Times Picayune, at bet.nola.com. A reminder that we have a link on our site where you can download the app and get a free $100 bet when it goes live. We're hoping right around New Year's. So go ahead, go sign up for it. And, hey, you can use the app now. You can't bet on it, but you can look at lines and um, get yourself familiar with the app. It is. I have it on my phone. I use it all the time. It is a great app to have. Go check it out. And don't forget about our shows, as I told you, on Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays on bet.nola.com. Uh, I've been reminding people the last couple of weeks. Got an important vote coming up in St. Tammany Parish on December the 11th, just 10 days from today. Um, we need the Camellia Bay Casino in Slidell. You know, I've been seeing these commercials. You know, here's what I wondered, was wondering last night. Why? Okay, if you think a casino... If you don't want the casino in St. Tammany, I get it. Why would you spend millions? You got to think about this. Why would people spend millions of dollars? They're spending tons and tons of money on this casino thing. It makes you wonder. Why would people spend so much money to make sure that a casino doesn't come? They talk about all the things... You know, they, li- they like to insinuate things. Well, here, I'm going to insinuate something for you. Makes you wonder, why would people spend so much money to make sure it doesn't come? Do you ever think about what might go there if it doesn't come? Hmm. Want to think about why all the public officials, well, not all of them, a lot of these public officials, who some of them who were for it at first and now aren't, makes you wonder. I'm just saying. I don't want any knocks on my door. People can find out where I live. But I'm telling you, we need this casino, Camellia Bay Casino in Slidell. It's going to mean a lot to this community. It's going to mean a lot to people on the North Shore who are looking for jobs because it's going to be a great place to go work. It's going to mean a lot for families who... You know what? It's it's a family. It's going to be there's a lot of things be a lot of things to do there for families. Very family friendly, just like LaBerge is in Lake Charles. Brought my family there a couple times. Lots of things to do. Lazy river, swimming pools, water slides, kid activities at the hotel. And better yet, people who've been going to Mississippi or driving to the South Shore will stop spending their money in other parishes. They'll go to Slidell. And the parish will be able to have more money in the coffer. All this mo- all th- I actually got a card in the mail the other day. They actually came up with some BS logic that it was going to take money out of the school system coffer if the casino... I-, I couldn't even follow it. I didn't even understand what they were talking about. 
They're just make they literally make things up. We don't want this thing here. Well, what you know what? I think there's a majority. I think it's going to pass. From everything I hear from my colleagues and from just the general public, I think there's an excellent chance it passes on December 11th. Go vote. If you live in St. Tammany Parish, go vote. We want this casino. It just I'm going to I'm telling you, I'm going to get someone uh, trying to find uh, someone to come on the show to talk about it before we get to December 11th. Maybe that Friday before, uh, a week from this Friday, would be the Friday before the vote. I'm going to find someone who knows what they're talking about. Because I want an answer. I want an answer on why people are spending millions and millions of dollars, think about it, to make sure this casino doesn't happen. That boggles my mind more than anything. I mean, if you're against it, you're against it. I get it. I read the, the post, and I understand why some people are against, against it. I don't agree with them, and I, I think their logic is flawed. But that's fine. But spending millions of dollars so something won't come here makes no sense. I want to thank Rod Walker for spending part of his Wednesday with me, along with Conductor Dave, who goes back to his regular Friday time slot next week. Uh, speaking of Friday, again, we'll have Jeff Duncan coming on. Uh, we were going to record that segment Thursday after the game, and we'll have it on for you on Friday morning. Uncle Big Nick, I'm actually going to record that segment for Friday. We're going to record that later on this afternoon. Uh, he'll be on. We had an awful week last week. We had two good weeks in a row, both of us, and last week we stunk up the joint. So I hope it wasn't one of those things. All right, they were good two weeks in a row. I'll put. Oh, God, it was bad. So, again, December, a whole new attitude. We're changing it all. And Uncle Big Nick's going to win us some money on Friday. Make sure you come back for that. Um, I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving week. Um, I hope you're not like me, still trying to figure out what day it is. <laughs> because you'll miss the game. Don't miss the game. The Saints play the Dallas Cowboys Thursday night, 7.20 p.m., on Fox and the NFL Network. And, uh, again, I'll be at the Dome, be talking to Dunk, and we can't wait to talk to you on Friday. So enjoy your next couple days, and go put the lights on that dang Christmas tree. It's just sitting there waiting on you, you know. It's not going to do it by itself. We tried to leave you with some New Orleans music before we left, and so I'm combining New Orleans with Christmas. Why not? We're going to leave you with the 12 Yats of Christmas. We will see you. On Friday, talking about Saints-Cowboys. Have a lot of fun. Enjoy the game. Peace and love, my friends. On your fourth day, I said, okay, let's get a Christmas tree. Before you drive me nuts. Tree friends, friends. Say, that's just a piece. For the crawfish they caught in Araby. On the fifth day of Christmas, we stopped at A&G. For Friday, on the for your driving nuts, tree French breads, two jacks, rest a pea. For the crawfish they caught in Arabic.